Teresa Hildebrand, and this is Organized Chaos. We take a deep dive into living with intentionality, focusing on what's important in our lives so we can truly feel our best. It may feel chaotic at times, but with a little organization, the right mindset, and a ton of self-love, we can still thrive. Join me as we talk to other busy moms and experts who will share tips and strategies to help you reach your goals. Hope you enjoy this episode of Organized Chaos. Now, on to the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Organized Chaos. So today I have a special guest. Her name is Anne Hill. Anne has had the desire to help others for as long as she can remember. She spent over 15 years in the physical therapy field where she thrived at managing the operations side of business. She then created Hilltop Operations and Consulting, an agency dedicated to streamlining the way companies run. She's a certified director of operations and pumpkin plan strategist, allowing her the perfect way to match her expertise with the services clients need. After working with Anne, businesses save time, money, and frustration by having efficient processes and A-plus team members on board and solid profit margins in their business. I'm excited to have her here today to share her expertise. So without further ado, here's Anne Hill. How are you, Anne? Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. So, you know, today we're going to be talking to Anne about um, create or streamlining your operations and your your business. And I just want to like learn a little bit more about you because um, I see here that you were a physical therapist for many years. So yeah. tell us a little bit more about that <laughs> and how you got from physical therapy to what you're doing today. Yeah. So I, as you mentioned, was a physical therapist for about 15 years. And um, through that time, I did kind of, I guess, climb the ranks corporate wise into more of being a rehab manager for um, a good majority of that time. Unfortunately, uh, in the healthcare industry, people get burnout with that. And uh, this was even pre-COVID. I got burnout with the healthcare industry and just how much that insurance dictates with uh, clients and patients that we worked with and was looking for something new. Um, I also had two young kids at home at that time. Uh, still have two young kids, but they're a few years older now. Um, but uh, I was looking for a way that I could try to have it all. I think, you know, what what moms always want. You know, I wanted the personal time and I wanted the business time. Um, and I wanted to figure out how to try to blend those two. I came across a, a program that had to do with, um, you know, starting your own business it had to do with being a virtual assistant. And I started off in that space, not really knowing what it was that I was doing or how I was doing it. Yeah. This was about four years ago and um, have evolved and, and upgraded, I guess, in my business and, and everything since then. And now uh, serve clients in more in, as a director of operations capacity um, with the clients that I work with. And then um, also support businesses that are um, in the trenches and going through some of those challenges that I did a few years ago of figuring out, you know, how to up level and how to really start to streamline and systemize what it is that that they're doing in their business. Yeah, I love that. You know, you take you take a, a struggle, right? And then you, um, you know, you try to figure out how to make it work. You know, you want something, and then you're trying to see how you can do that. And I know a lot of people can relate to this, where you know, you, you do go through burnout, right? Like so yeah. many of us um, just go, 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 and really don't take the time to slow down. And, you know, and sometimes it's because of the industry, right? It, 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 the healthcare industry is very, very demanding. Um, I used to work in healthcare, but on the admin side, okay. but I can see, 
how like how that can be such a um such a hard thing to do where you're trying to balance you know your work and your home life so um I love that. I love that you just kind of discovered this new way for you that really kind of works and you, you know, you can balance your life a little bit better. Um, so uh, tell us a little bit more about, um, you know, like what you do kind of like on a day-to-day basis and how you help uh, businesses. Yeah. So I found, especially with, like I was mentioning my background as being a rehab manager. Um, I found that I, tend to look at things operationally. And I learned mm-hmm. a lot from being in that sort of a role um, of how, what I did and how my department operated in the therapy world um, to meet kind of the big picture demands of, of a business still. And so I learned about the finances. I learned about, you know, key metrics that we needed to be hitting in order to be profitable. I learned about how to manage teams. Um, I was managing my team and I, I had to figure out how to make sure that we were efficient and productive in what we were doing. And so there were a lot of elements to being that rehab manager that it took me a while to figure out that the correlation with it, but, but there were a lot of elements with that, that all of a sudden I realized, Oh, like businesses in general need these things. It's not just the, the rehab department that needed this, you know, businesses in general need this operational support. Um, And I also realized how as a rehab manager and as a physical therapist, um, like how we look at a goal and then we start to break it down, um, partly because of insurance needs of how to do it, but also because in order to, to incrementally meet the goals and help a patient to continue to be motivated to work towards that goal, excuse mm-hmm. me, towards that goal, um, that we needed to break it down. We needed to chunk things out to still feel like we were moving the needle forward with their progress as a patient. Well, those same sort of things correlate to business too. Um, and and it took, like I said, it took me a little bit of time to really see how, how my brain works, how I operate, but how that is different and how it's needed in businesses. Um, so I was able to then start to take these things and take these skill sets that I had and start to do them and implement them in businesses and see, see more of that execution, um, you know, working with and partnering with business owners and seeing that they, um, they know that they have this big goal, but they're not exactly sure how to meet that goal. <laughs> and so, you yeah. know, I, I come in and I help break down what all the different pieces are that need to be done. And then, you know, set mile markers basically that we need to make sure and targets that we need to hit in order to move forward in order to meet those goals. Um, I help manage teams um, and help make sure teams know what's going on, make sure the communication is there and make sure that there's a way that everybody in the business can still know what's going on. And the business owner can have a pulse on what's going on without being in the weeds so much. Yeah. And I think, you know, when I, when I'm thinking about kind of like the, the small business owner, someone who's just getting started, um, can be a solopreneur, right? Many it's, times. Uh, yeah. 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 So one person show, um, which, you know, is, is not helpful if, especially if you want to find balance in your life, right? Because if you're yeah. in there, you know, doing every single little thing yourself, um, you're not, first off, you're not going to be able to grow, but also you're going to burn yourself out, you know, yeah. right? Um, yeah. So when, when do you think is the best time? Let's say you have a solopreneur and they, they need help right? What can they do or what are the first steps they can take to kind of look at their business and see where they need help and how they can get started on finding some out? So I like to really talk to people first on figuring out what it is that they do. And once they start to narrow down, and when I say what it is that they do, it's not necessarily like, oh, I sell 
Um, trying to think like a lot of times people that are in more of the trades tend to be, um, businesses that especially will, they'll come in and they will, um, be that solopreneur and they'll do it all. They had a passion for it or, or maybe they're a copywriter and they love writing. And so, you know, they love to write. So, so how do they do what they do though? Say for instance, with that copywriter, um, what's their process and and try to like pull apart what their process is and in what they do. Because once you really start to put a process to it, that's when you can start to look at pieces of it and start to say, who else could do this instead of me? Um, but if you can't really put your process together, then it's hard to start figuring out what other people and where other people can step in and help. Um, but everybody has a process. Everybody just doesn't always realize what their process is <laughs> from what I've found. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's not laid out. Like they know, yeah, they have a system, but I just don't have it on paper. Right. It's yeah. Not, yeah. You know, it's not intentional most of the time. Um, and you know, when, when you're thinking about, you know, bringing someone in to, you know, your, your little business, um, you know, I know there's a lot of people that have a hard time kind of giving up control for <laughs> lack of a better word. Yes. So, you know, how do you, how do you get past that? And how do you, if you don't like, once you have a system and you actually can, you know, lay it out there and actually show somebody else that process so that they can take on certain pieces of it, like how, how do you get past that? I, I want to do it myself. I can't really give up that, that, that process. Like, how do you get past that? I, so I would say that there's a big mindset piece to growing mm -hmm. a business um, for sure. Um, there's an element of, of needing to understand that, uh, that there are people, I guess there, there's two sides of it. It's an understanding that, that there are people that want to work. There are people that, that do want to do um, and may even have a passion even more for different areas of your business than what you do. Um, now, for instance, that example, uh, it could be, like I said, if you have a copywriter and this is the business, it's, you know, writing sales pages or something like that. Um, there might be somebody else that really has a passion for, um, you know, the administrative side, you know, scheduling the things, getting invoices sent out, various aspects of that that still have to happen in a business. Mm -hmm. But the business owner isn't the one that has to do those tasks. And the business owner really might not care too much about that, except for the fact that they want to make sure they're getting paid. Um, but other than that part of it, you know, the detail that goes into sending out an invoice, making sure that it's paid, making sure that everything is, is going through accounting wise the way that it needs to, might not be the passion of the business owner. In fact, many times with a copywriter, that's that whole administrative side is not their passion. <laughs> they like to do the writing. They like to be creative. They like to do that side more on that marketing side of it. So, you know, finding somebody else and understanding that there are people that that do enjoy the work that that you personally don't. Um, that's one side of it that I, I've found. And then another piece of it is, um, like I said, on the mindset side of letting go. A lot of times, especially as moms, I find that we we tend to be a little bit of a control freak. Um, and a lot of times <laughs> we do that because it's the only thing that we can do because we have so much going on. So we tend to mm -hmm. try to control it all because we don't know what else to do in order to make sure that everything is getting done. There's so many things with yeah. kids going off to school, with making sure bills are paid at the house, with making sure that the work is getting done that needs to get done and making sure that the groceries have been picked up. And, you know, so many things that are going on in our heads all the time that we mm -hmm. tend to turn into control freaks. Um, but mm -hmm. we don't intentionally always inherently want to be control freaks. 
Um, sometimes that's just kind of the hat that we put on because we, we know that if we control it, we know it's getting done. Um, I've found though, that when you find the right fit in your business and you are able to team member wise, and you are able to start to give others some of the work and get it off of your, off of your plate, um, that sometimes we're not as much of a control freak as we think we are. It's just that we haven't found that right fit. Um, to be able to delegate to and to be able to give some of the work to. Um, and and once you are, you see like the first few times that people start to delegate to team members um, and they start to relinquish some of that control, all of a sudden it's like, oh, what else can I give away? Like, oh, this is great. I don't want, I don't <laughs> yes. want all this stuff. What else can I give yeah. away now? <laughs> right. Yeah. And I also think that it, it allows for creativity because when you're not, yeah, when you're not in the weeds and when you're not doing things that you probably really don't enjoy doing and you give it up to somebody else who can do it better and enjoys it and is really great at it, then it allows you to just do the things that you do best. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I love that so much. So with with all the ideas that um, someone might have for their business, how do they know what to do next? Because I know that especially mom entrepreneurs can be Mm multi-passionate and there's so many things. There's so many things we want to do, but how do we know um, what what is the next step? A lot of it has to do with um, breaking down goals, like really looking big picture wise getting that big picture vision, but then kind of reverse engineering it and breaking it down um, to what needs to happen next month, what needs to happen next week, what needs to happen today, what needs to happen tomorrow. Um, But really, you have to have the big picture goal to then start to be able to reverse engineer from there, which in order to do that, as you mentioned, you need to have a little bit of time and space to be able to take that creative creative side of you and creativity and be able to look at a big picture vision and say, you know, really, what is it that I'm doing and why am I doing it? Um, and, and what's the end goal? What's the end game that I'm trying to get to? Um, knowing that in all honesty, it's really more of a journey that doesn't have an end game, I don't think. I really think mm-hmm. that most of it is it's yeah. it's just the journey that we're going through. Um and mm-hmm. and it's not always, you know, a specific point that we're trying to get to with it. So, um what do you think is the biggest struggle like in your experience when, you know, somebody either comes to you and needs help, what do you think is the biggest struggle that they're going through? A lot of times it's that people don't have um I would say they don't have the ability to really know what it is that they're ultimately needing support with because there's so many things going on in their head. They just need that like brain dump of give me in which a lot of times that's where I'll start with clients is like, let's just lay it all out there, get it all out, whether it's through a conversation, whether it's writing it down, um, whether it's, you know, me typing things out for them to really lay it all out there. And then from there, we can start to prioritize and figure out what needs to be done. Um, but with each person, it can be a little different, but that what their struggle is, is that there's just so much that it's an overwhelm. And when it's that overwhelm, then sometimes nothing, either nothing is getting done or nothing that should be the priority is getting done. Um, because there's just so much that they don't necessarily know where to prioritize and what to do, um, and where to spend their time. Yeah. So it's really about sitting down with someone and, um, you know, gaining some clarity. 
Without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you said that like one thing that I like really caught was that there's like, there's so much going on. Part of it is like your life, right? There's so much going on in your life and there's so many things to do. And then you kind of bring that same energy into your business. Um, and, and I feel like that can, you know, create either, um, it can keep someone from moving forward or it could keep someone uh, from doing the right things or, you know, doing the right things in their business and really kind of just working on things like random things and not really going anywhere. Do you, do you find that to be true in your experience? Yeah, definitely. There, there needs to be some structure, kind of an underlying structure that is, is really put in place both business-wise and personal. Um, and, Mm -hmm. and there also need to be in my mind, some distinct boundaries between the two, especially with solopreneurs, working moms that are, are, are entrepreneurs. A lot of times we work from home or we have the flexibility to, you know, kind of make our own schedule, which is great to some extent, but it also can tend to blur the line between business and your personal time and your home time. Um, and so, you know, when it's that, oh, just a minute, let me send out these last five emails or let me respond to this message or let me respond to this text real fast that's business related, it pulls you away from from what you're doing in your personal life. Um, same thing though, in your personal life, if you're trying to, um, you know, differentiate vacation for one, um, I've known people that have tried to take vacations Mm -hmm. and not been able to really actually unplug and not actually get any time with their family, which is extremely unfortunate. Obviously we want, we need that time. Um, you know, we Mm -hmm. need that space and we need to be able to, to unplug and we need to be able to step away from business, um, and, and take vacations, enjoy time with kids, take a day off those sort of things. Um, and if the, that line is blurred, it makes it very hard to do those sort of things. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, you know, it answers the question I was going to ask you about, you know, growing a business in a way that allows you to, you know, have balance in your personal life as well. Um, so I think you, you know, you touched on some really great things there. Um, yeah, it really has to do yeah, with, sorry, I was going to say, it just really has to do with the boundaries and, and understanding that there that it, there's nothing wrong with putting some boundaries in place, um, both yeah. with you personally, like I've had to do that with kids before, you know, there's certain times where mm-hmm. if the, if my door is closed in my office, it means they cannot come in, you know, if the door is open, mm-hmm. then it's things that, that I might be okay getting interrupted with, but, you know, setting some boundaries there for them. Um, but then also knowing that, when I leave the office and the, the work <laughs> that, that I need to leave yeah. the work and I need to be specifically with my kids and with my family at that time. Yeah. I, yeah. Boundaries are super important. And I think that uh, what makes it harder is technology, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, we have, we have this stuff like phones and things like that, that we can take anywhere with us, right? which is great, right? Technology is wonderful. It does some amazing things, but then it also kind of, you know, keeps you like tied into your work when it's not time for work, right? Well, and I would emphasize that if, if it is a challenge, um, you know, yes, there are apps for just about everything, but mm-hmm. you don't have to put them on your phone. It it is possible to take Facebook off of your phone. It is possible to take, you know, a Slack app off of your phone. Um, It's possible to not have your work email on your phone. You know, there's things that there are ways that, that if it's a challenge that you can, you know, put a a little bit more of a line there to separate and differentiate. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not, 
you know, it, it, it's sometimes something that people think, oh my gosh, like, especially these days, like how on earth could I take Facebook off of my phone? I spend so much time, you know, just checking things and messaging people. And it's like, well, it, it's okay. It, you, you might actually enjoy not having that access to, to it so easily. So Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I think you'll enjoy life more if you don't have, you know, the, the being of the um, notifications and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so before we wrap this up, is there anything um, that you would like to say that you feel is really important for um, the audience to know? I think really the big thing as you're, you know, a mom growing a business, you know, definitely like we were talking about just a second ago with boundaries, definitely don't be afraid to put boundaries in place, um, protect your personal time, protect your business time um, and see that they both are are equally important. It's not that that one overrides the other. It's just that there's going to be phases in business and phases in your personal life where one has to take priority over the other. But um, so I guess the big thing is that there's not necessarily that 50-50 split that's always going to happen. I think there's phases in life where one is going to take priority over the other, but make sure that it shifts, make sure that it's not always business and it's not always Mm. personal. You know, it's going to have to kind of go back and forth. Um, And the other part of it really has to do with mindset, you know, um, be open and be willing to, you know, take the self-reflection and the the personal growth and development that goes into running a business. Um, I never knew how much personal growth and development had to go into it when I first started off. And jokingly Mm -hmm. at times I've, you know, I've been like, wow, if I would have known how much I really needed to dive into myself, I don't know if I would have wanted to become an entrepreneur. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But but yeah, at the, the end of the day, um it it really can be such an incredible um thing to be an entrepreneur and be able to to do what it is that you love doing and be able to help others. Um but there is an element of that mindset and and personal growth and development that definitely has to be in there um for you to be successful with it. Yeah, I love that. And it's the the perfect way to end this uh episode. I um, I loved everything that you talked about. And I think um, if anybody wants to connect with you, they're they're obviously going to get a lot of value from, from you. So if someone does want to check you out on social media or anywhere, uh, where can they find you? Yeah, so my website's probably the easiest way for people to, to try to find me. It has links to my social media, everything like that. The website is hilltopoperations.com. Perfect. And I will add that to the show notes so people can just go ahead and click on it again. And thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Hey, if you love listening to the podcast, please leave us a rating and review on Apple podcast on iTunes, go to the show and scroll to the bottom underneath ratings and reviews and click on write a review. Thanks so much for listening and tune in to our next episode.